And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday, like that matters, as we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts. We travel to understand what things the Lord does require of us and learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, awesome. I'm so excited to tell God how to do ministry. Isn't that great? I'm so excited to tell him how. It's a good thing he knows my wisdom. Wowzers, without me, how can he do anything? I am so needed. The universe could not even exist without me or my influence. Thank God for me. I know everything. Yeah, that's what way too many of us think. But God needs nothing from any of us. Uh Uh-oh. Next, now we engage deeply with Mo, our, our friend Moses. How awesome it is that he is the example of I'm 80 years old, so I don't need to do anything or consider be consider myself to be usable for anything for the Lord. Wow, fantastic. It's incredible how we can again tell God what to do or what he should do. Isn't it amazing that we know more than God Almighty? What should he do without us? And what could he do without us? Anything and everything that he's doing, he does without us. And oh, by the way, Moses didn't really start until he was 80. Uh-oh. Finally, this text is where we find and understand how Moses is the forerunner to Jesus. Jesus was sent to the world, and they did not recognize him. Jesus was all, Moses was also sent to the Israelites, and they did not accept him. However, God will be sending Jesus again, wait, wait, just like he resent. Moses. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. All three things are very important. Surviving, living, and prevailing. Get up. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanity is annoying, so much more. Hey, hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david, david at hemustincrease.org. That's what they named me. They gave me a choice. You can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Don't call that number. You have to text that number. And then also you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Because when you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Captain Chris. And you know what that's like? That's like finding Waldo. That's right. And then you will be... Dropped a Waldo on you, huh? Pretty good, huh? It was, it was good. I wasn't expecting that. 
here's the bottom line. Maybe you have a thought, an opinion, a comment, or a question. You are welcome to reach out to us in those ways that we shared with you. You can shout it from your uh, house or you're from your car, but we're not going to hear it. So the bottom line is that maybe you want some prayer for something. We had Bobby call in and get prayer. We had Annika call in and get prayer. You get to comment. You get to share. You get to talk. It's about having a Christian fellowship. It's not your church, and I want to make sure you understand. It's a fellowship. We fellowship together, bless one another. Nobody expects everybody to listen to every minute I mean, of the show. I don't. I'm here, and I don't listen to every minute of the show. That should tell you everything you want to know. But the bottom line to all of it is that we want to love one another, strengthen one another, help one another, encourage one another. As you know, that the day of the Lord is getting closer and closer, and the warfare is getting more and more intense, isn't it? Here's our trivia question, and you'll have an opportunity to do this. Uh, and then we're going to go a different direction. I'm going to back teach. I'll explain that in a second. What name is given to the first five books of the Old Testament? What name is given to the first five books of the Old Testament? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. I do want people to be aware that a week from today, I actually have another doctor's appointment. This one's specifically for my knee. So I do want prayer for that (laughs) because I just want prayer for it. Because I don't care about the rest of it. I just want prayer for it. Just pray for the knee, pray for the knee. Uh, I am working out a little more regularly, so that's good. Uh, And uh, excited about that, uh, that I get a chance to do that. It's a great place to, uh, it's like therapy. It's like it's like inexpensive therapy. It's eleven dollars a month therapy. That's not bad. Uh, so I do want you to have uh, that on your mind. You can pray first. Like I mentioned, the podcasts are on Audible and Google Podcasts and Apple and Spotify and and Castos and like there's like ten other ones. So that's pretty cool. Uh, all right, we have somebody that's ready to answer the trivia question. So here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Frederick. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Okay. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this correctly, but I believe it's called the Pentateuch. Pentateuch. Say that again. Say that again. I didn't hear the that. Pentateuch. That's right. What's the other? What, what's another word? That's a Pentateuch. What's the other word we call that? Uh, it is the Pentateuch. It is the Pentateuch. So you are 100% correct, and you get absolute props for that. I'm gonna give you. The, I'm gonna give you the sidestep on this. That was the right answer. I'm gonna give you the sidestep. Typically, let me okay. remember. Typically, in in the not just the Hebrew culture, but maybe kind of worldwide, they think of it as the law, which also starts with a T and rhymes with Oma, but it's like close to that. You know what I'm saying? But it starts with a T. Oh, Torah. Torah. That's the word. Torah. Yes! That's right. That's right. The Pentateuch was actually that that the, the Pentateuch, that was the right answer. The, the the Pentateuch was the correct answer, but it's also known as the Torah. And that's the, Torah, the fir- yeah, first five books. I believe that, that's how you said that's it. good job. That's what you wanted. That's what I wanted to do. Great job, though. And that's what I love about you, man. You call it, go for it. 
Go for it. And that's what I wanted. So that's that's the spirit of stand up, get up, get full, go, do it. I love it. <laughs> that's right. Well, God bless you. You enjoy the rest of the day, okay? Uh, all right. God bless you, bro. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I just love stuff like that. I don't know why I get so jazzed about stuff like that. That's what's so weird. It's like, Noel goes, you get excited about the weirdest things. I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> that's my answer. I don't really have a defense. It's not like I have a defense. Let me go back to uh, Bobby, uh, something that Bobby brought up in the earlier part of the show. And he might not be listening, maybe. I don't know. But I just wanted to get to this one point, And I never did get to teach it in the very, very first third of the first half of the first quarter of the show. But I wanted to make an important point. And this is out of 1 John chapter 2. And this is actually verse 15. It says, <clears throat> it says the following. Do not love the world or anything in the world. Anybody who loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I just want to stop right there because people get real confused between the world and the people of the world and the system of the world, okay? So when it says do not love the world or anything in the world, it's not talking about you not loving people. But in the world, under human control, is a system that is sinful, and it's important to you for you and I to understand that when you and I connect to that, that's a bad thing because it means that we're connecting to a system that said to God in the garden, nope, I'll do it on my own. I don't want to submit to you. And that's the system that you're buying into when you buy into the world. That system is the Adam and Eve system of sin. That was in rebellion against God. That's the world system. So one of the things that Bobby brought up is that sometimes people influence other people, and they do. And you can't you can't sit there and say they don't. And the truth is, James four four something we're going to teach on like next week. It says this in James four four: You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with this world makes you an enemy with God? When the people of God get entwined with the worldly, and the worldly influence is what is followed, then you've become worldly. And that puts you in a bad position with God. That concern is what we have for ourselves as well as our kids. But here's something you need to recognize as a parent. Okay, I'm going to say it and you're not going to like it. It's not, not my job to make you like it. You can only do so much. Because before it's your daughter or your son, it's God's daughter or God's son. You get lent your child. You have your child for a period of time. Oh, you're always connected. But the origin of that child is God. You might have been a part of it, but apart from God making it happen, it didn't happen. In other words, these are people that are born of the will of God. And even though it's frustrating, there are times when this is one of the things you have to recognize that you have to let go, be the intercessory person that that child needs, but recognize that God is a better parent than you, and you have to trust him for that. He won't let your efforts go to waste, okay? Got to believe for that, all right? All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Your break, don't go anywhere.
blessing that you give me. Thanks a lot. What is the David Spoon experience? So what Jesus said, whoever is not against you is for you. That's what he's talking about. They're, they're a kingdom advancer. It's all good. Now watch this in Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 23. If I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his estate, his possessions are secure. But when one stronger than he attacks and overpowers, he takes from him all his weapons, the armor and the weapons of the foot soldier that he trusted in, and he divides up his plunder. Anyone who is not with me is against me. And anyone who does not gather with me scatters. And you're thinking, but what about the other verse? Watch. Keeping it in context, this person is not for the kingdom of God. This person is neutral, not a kingdom advancer, not a person that's trying to advance the kingdom of God. And when you are not a kingdom advancer, then you are supporting the other kingdoms. You are either in, for, with through and by the kingdom of God or all the other kingdoms. There is no neutral. There is no, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit this one out. There is no sitting it out with God. You're either helping advance his kingdom or helping another kingdom advance. One of the two. So the guy that was casting out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, he's advancing the kingdom of God. But the person who's not for Jesus is trying to be neutral and do nothing. That person's not advancing the kingdom of God. And that person who's not advancing the kingdom of God is therefore against the kingdom of God because there is no neutral. And you're thinking, well, no, no, there's got to be a neutral. Never heard the joke about the mugwomp, huh? Never heard about the soldier that, you know, was Confederate soldier and then a Union soldier had gray on the top and, and dark blue on the bottom. What'd they do? Shoot at them from both sides. That's what they did. In other words, there is none of that. That doesn't exist. You're either with Jesus in the advancement of his kingdom or you're not. And if you're not, then he considers that against. And you think, well, whoa, that is just rude. Tell it to Jesus. Tell him he's rude. Go ahead. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Not, hey, you know in your life, you got all these things going on. You got to take care of work. I get it. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to pay this bill and do this and raise your kids. Do this, do this. And somewhere in there, do me a favor. And every once in a while, kick it around and think about me and the kingdom. And that, that doesn't exist. That's not a, a reality check. The reality check is that you are either for the kingdom of God or opposed to the kingdom of God. And if you try to be neutral, you're opposed. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM. Amen, 770, the truth station here in Texas, where Don Crawford is kind enough to let me do radio. That's all I'm going to say. He's kind enough to do it. That's it. I'm leaving it there. Uh, We got our next trivia question, and then uh, we will um, get into the teaching. Uh, I will have to do my little humor spot. So, unfortunately, for those of you that are like, were we going to get through one? Eventually, just not today. Which Old Testament character's name means Harry? 
simple as it can be. Which Old Testament character's name means Harry? Okay? Harry. As in, like, you know, he's Harry. Like, he's got a lot of hair. Not like my head. I mean, Harry. Like, he's got hair. Okay. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You want to think Genesis, of course. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email to David at hemustincrease.org. I'm excited to teach what I'm going to teach, but I have to do this joke because it's funny. Oh, well, okay, I I think it's funny. You know that I think it's funny. Now that I think about it, I might I might have to. An unmarried guy decides life would be more fun if he had a pet. Okay. So he goes to the pet store looking for something a bit unusual. He finally settles on a talking centipede. The kind that really does have a hundred legs. The next day, being Sunday, he decided to take the centipede to church. He goes up to the little centipede box and says, Would you like to go to church with me today? There's no answer. A few minutes later, he tries again. How about going to church with me today? No answer. After a few more minutes, he says more urgently, Are you coming? A tiny bug-like voice comes out of the box and says, I heard you the first time. I'm putting on my shoes. <laughs> It's cute. <laughs> Come on. I'm putting on my shoes. What Old Testament character, what Old Testament person's name, I mean, sorry for using the character, what Old Testament person's name means Harry. Okay? Not Harry and the Hendersons, right? Not Harry Houdini, any of that stuff. This is Old Testament, right? Going way, way back. Uh, could be helpful to know that it's in the earlier, earlier parts. Uh, had a brother. Maybe that'll help you. Had a brother. Okay, there you go. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770-214-210-8483 if you want to text, and then david at hemustincrease.org for the email. This portion – oh, somebody's calling in. <laughs> I'm going to get to this teaching one way or another. Uh, this portion that we're going to get into, remember, is where Stephen is talking in the book of Acts. We will uh, have this person answer a trivia question, then I'll get back into it. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. That's Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my good friend? I'm doing fine, and uh, thank you very much for asking. You got it. I'm praying for you all the time. I want to make sure you're doing yeah. well, and the Lord bless you. I heard you all go. Yeah, I heard you all go. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. No. Because I sure can use a bundle of prayer. <laughs> yeah. You're my buddy. I want to make sure the Lord takes care of you. That's important. Uh, I appreciate it. All right. Now, you, this is, I don't think this is a tough one, but, you know, sometimes people get a little, you know, anxious or, you know, nervous. Which Old Testament yeah. character which which Old Testament person's name means Harry? Uh, are you looking for Esau? That is correct, sir. I'm looking for him too. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking for it on my. I keep my head pretty tight, so I don't like spending money on shampoo. But the bottom line is, yeah, that guy Harry. It's like if if you have a name that means that, you had to be that. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it's, it's like, Amen, brother. Yeah, well, uh, I know his mama, Jacob's mama, sure was uh, using that feminine twist on, uh, on Isaac to do trick, uh, 
checked him in less than he saw stood up. Yep. Checking yep. Him, but anyway, he got away with it. Yep. So I guess he you think God approved that that she did that? Yeah. Well, here's the thing that 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 uh, here's the thing. You you can't stand that she did that, but God had her do that, and that's the thing that I always look at God and go, "Wait a minute," because <laughs> he, like yeah. he had to be. Yeah, he had to be sent. <laughs> yeah, got it. I I hear you, but it's like wow, because can't believe it. And how hairy was that guy that he had to have animal, animal hair kind of mm. like it's like wow, he must have really been hairy. Yeah, once in a while you see one of those dudes around. <laughs> I hear you. That's a great job, my brother. All right, we appreciate your love. Thank you. Thank All right, you. God, God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, Esau, answer, Harry. All right, let's get into this. I just don't know why Harry and the Henderson came. But, oh, I know. Somebody was telling a joke. Uh, okay, so here it is. Here's the thing I want you to catch, okay? So this is in... Uh, Acts chapter 7, we had Stephen, he's doing his message, and now he's bringing in Moses for the first time, and here's what I want you to, you got to catch this. Verse 20 on chapter 7 says this, at that time Moses was born a beautiful child in God's eyes. His parents uh, feared for him, or reared him, cared for him, sorry, cared for him at home for three months. When at last they had to abandon him, uh, Pharaoh's daughter found him and rose him as her own son. Moses was taught all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he came, became mighty in both speech and action. Now, this is really important for you to understand, important for me to understand. I've actually done a whole sermon on this. It's one of my faves uh, in, in the world. And that is because Moses, verse 22, was taught in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he became mighty in both speech and action. But Moses, when he was 80, said to God, I can't speak. Now, what happened between his learning all this stuff in the Egyptians with the Egyptians and being able to speak, being a powerful person between that point and becoming 80 years old when God called him to go to, to deliver Israel. What happened is he lost his talent as a person, as a human. He lost some of that human capacity. And when he couldn't speak the way he used to speak, then God was ready to use him. See, this is kind of the thing I feel like people miss. God goes, okay, this is a great, really great at this, so I'll wait till you can't do it anymore. Then I'll use you because then you'll know it's me. You'll know and you'll tell other people it's me, and everybody will know it's me. It just won't be you. And it's like the idea behind this is that from a worldly point of view, Moses was all prepared for everything he was supposed to do. From the divine point of view, God was going to extract that. What's so great about that is he's like, he's learned in speech and he's great in action and he's a powerful guy. And the Lord's like, yeah, you need 40 years on the backside of a desert so I can use you. Just consider that. He's 40 years old when he makes this visit to the to Israel. And then God says, yeah, okay, let's go over here for 40 years. And <laughs> Then he goes into ministry. So for those that are trying to figure it out, Moses' ministry wasn't until the last third of his life. So that's just, you know, he lived to be 120. He started his ministry with Israel as their, as their deliverer at 80. So that's the last third of his life. And until, until God had stripped him 
he wasn't ready to be a ministry. Now just think about that principle, how that the Lord, the idea that, that well, I'm 20 or I'm 30 years old and, and now the Lord can use me in my great strength. And the Lord's the one going, yeah, wait till you're older. <laughs> it's like, what? I mean, just <laughs> consider this just for a moment and just, just amuse me for a moment. The Apostle John had to be really old to write the book of Revelation because there was so much revelation. That guy had to be so seasoned to write that thing. It's incredible. And that's what God wants from us. There's this time where we come in in our own strength and our own power, and we think we're doing God a favor. And that was the beginning part of it. It's like, oh, he needs me. He needs me. I'm here to help him. I can do this. It's like, you know, I do this radio show. It's like, oh, I'm the only one that can do this. No, I'm not. I'm not only am I not the only one that can do this. There's a 10,000 people that can do it 10,000 times better. And that's, you can say, oh, no, that's not true. Oh, no, it is true. And if they present themselves, the Lord will use them. And that's, a, there's a, and, and that's what you want. In the meantime, I hope we get to enjoy the run. That's how, that's how I feel about it. And we should all be like, this is, look, this is not our game. This is God's game, and we're the pieces in his game. And we want, when the dice rolls, we just want it to be, you know, we want to, what is it? When a Monopoly, you want to land on, what's that one spot where you get money for the kitty? The, was it free parking? Or what is that? Is that what it is? Free parking? You want to land on that free parking thing so you can get that $100 little thing in the middle of the game. I'm not saying that to be rude. I'm saying that so that you and I can get a better handle on who we are. Moses was powerful in speech and action. When we come back on the second side of this teaching, you're going to find out what a detriment that really was. Not, not a partial detriment. However, it is also a forerunner. We're going to see that Moses is also a forerunner of the life of Jesus Christ, a testimony God gave through the, the life of Moses by showing that there were two times that Moses did the visit, and there are two comings of the Lord Jesus Christ. You got to love stuff. It's like, oh, that's just nifty as can be, right? All right. We'll take our break. We'll come back. We'll get into the teaching. We'll do a little bit more trivia. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? So I want other people's insight because I don't. I'm not the only person that knows. It could be, hey, we want to, you know, talk more about uh, current events, or hey, we want to talk more about good places to eat in 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 Texas, or hey, we want to talk about, you know, who's got the best pizza, or we could stop talking about food because <laughs> I'm really hungry and I'm waiting to do a barbecue at my son's house tonight. So, uh, you know, it's that kind of stuff that's going on. All right, so let's get the next trivia question in, and then we'll go from there. The next trivia question is a little easier question, I think, uh, than the previous questions. How many days 
was Saul, before he became Paul, how many days was Saul blind in Damascus? How many days was he blind in Damascus? Ooh. So he was, uh, remember, he was on his uh, donkey, and then the Lord went, bam! And then uh, he was uh, no longer on his donkey, but uh, on uh, his uh, 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 rear side. And uh, then he went over to Damascus. How many days was there? Was he there? And how many days was he there blind? Is kind of the question that we're asking. Okay. All right. And then the last uh, time I'm going to say this again, uh, Paige. I'm really sorry. I said I want to give this uh, uh, word of the day sent out uh, in honor of Pam, and I didn't say. I said Pam instead of Paige. Paige. I'm sorry. As you imagine my wife, how many times I gotta say sorry? All right, anyway, what do we got? <laughs> this is David. Who am I talking to? Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear David! Happy birthday to you! <laughs> this is Joy, and this is Cordy. You guys the are. You're great! I love you guys! <laughs> and, and we know the answer. What's the answer to the Three. trivia question? Three. Three. That Three. is correct! Yes! <laughs> that is correct. Man, did you guys do it. You hit it out of the park. That is Thank that's you. that's gonna have yeah. to get captured and replayed on a regular basis. Excellent we job, ladies. You. Oh, you're so great. <laughs> We love you and celebrate you and and, and keep teaching. Oh, you got Bye. it. Okay. Yes. God bless. Thanks. Good God job. Bless you. Good job, Bye-bye. Cordy. Good Thanks. job, Cordy. Good job, Joy. Thanks. Excellent work. Thank you. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I, I keep forgetting to tell people that's a recording, so it's not my birthday, okay? <clears throat> I'm just telling you, it's not my birthday. I know you guys, uh, uh, my birthday is in uh, December or something. <laughs> is that, was that a good one? December something. So you got 31 days to pick from. Uh, I'm just telling everybody so they can know uh, what's going in, uh, going on, going in. (laughs) I might have to retire. I'm I'm just losing it. Um, Okay, let's do this. Let's do our trivia question. Somebody call in to wish me a happy birthday. (laughs) Trivia, actually. Okay. Is there a thing to call back? Okay, all right. Here's your trivia. Ready? All right. Wait, I got to go back to the other page. Here it is. Okay. What Aramaic, Aramaic, boy, I can talk. What Aramaic name did Jesus give to Peter? Okay. Peter had, now not Simon Peter, but he had another name, right? You shall be called. Okay. And that, so you got to fill in that name. <laughs> right. See, that's, see, so you should be called. Joanne and Cordelia, though guessing, got it correct right off the bat. Very good. See, they just got back from an appointment. They step in there. They hear one question. Boom. That's pretty good. It's pretty impressive. Uh, What Aramaic name did Jesus give to Peter? I think that's going to be in Matthew 16. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. But he goes, and you shall be called blank. 
and upon this rock I will build my church. So what did he say his name was? If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can also send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Plus, I'm going to send you to the website because we need donations because that's how we survive. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. It's an explosion. It has to be an explosion. How is that not an explosion? That can't just be somebody falling off the cliff, can it? It's Wiley Coyote. Okay. It has to be. Okay. Uh, what Aramaic name did Jesus give to Peter? Okay. So he said, you shall be called. Okay. And then he said, and upon this rock, I will build my church. But there's a name that's used there for those that are sitting there. There's only a few people that are getting this. So let me just help you out. It starts with a C. That's all I'm going to give you. Okay, there you go. Okay, in the meantime, we're going to do, what are we doing? We're going to do our history, right? Let's do history. I forgot about history, right? Okay. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. This show has just <laughs> found its own life. Uh, here on this day, it is a uh, great poetry reading day. Now, see, I have a question about that. Great poetry reading. So who determines what's great? <laughs> like, if somebody goes, roses are red, violets are blue, and then, you know, it's like, uh, how do oh, you Oh, that know? was great, David. Okay. Uh, National Blueberry Pie Day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love blueberry pie. Love, love, love blueberries. I do. I really enjoy them. They're really good. National Cubicle Day. I'm not sure that's a day to celebrate. It's like, you are in this box. Enjoy. It's like, yes, but you can put up a postcard from somewhere to make you feel like you're in, like, Hawaii. Sure. And then it's National Superhero Day. Uh, I just don't know if it's fiction or nonfiction. All I know is that in the 60s and 70s it was fun. Now it's not. Uh, 1789, the mutiny on the HMS Bounty occurred. 1887, on this day, the first automobile race. How about that? Look at that. The race is won by French engineer Georges Bouton, the only person to enter. <laughs> See, that's how you win a race. <laughs> you want to win a race? You be, you want to win a contest? Be the only person that enters. Uh, and then, uh, finally, uh, 1930 in this day, the first night game in organized baseball history takes place, uh, which I think is, that's fascinating, right? That's good trivia. You want to know that? Uh, okay. Our trivia question, uh, uh, we're, we're, or, that was good history. We're asking you what Aramaic name did Jesus give to Peter? Starts with a C. He said, you are, I can't give you the answer, right? And then you fill in the answer. If you think you know, uh, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, David, 
at hemusincrease.org. So this is like one of my favorite things here, and I talk about this uh, a lot. Uh, if you've heard this show for three years, I ramble on about this a lot. Uh, let me pick it up here at verse 20 in Acts 7. At that time, Moses was born a beautiful child in God's eyes. His parents cared for him at home for three months. When at last they had abandoned him, Pharaoh's daughter found him and raised him as her own son. Moses was taught all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he became mighty in both speech and action. One day, when he was 40 years old, he decided to visit his relatives, the people of Israel. Just wait, hold on. During the visit, we'll get the color in just a second. During the visit, he saw an Egyptian mistreating a man of Israel. So when Moses came to his defense and avenged him, killing the Egyptian. Moses assumed that his brothers would realize that God had sent him to rescue them, but they didn't. Okay? We'll get the caller, then we'll come back on this portion, which is a lights out, and we'll probably go long on it. So let's go ahead and, and bring the caller in. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um, hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for asking. No, no, always my privilege. I always want to know how you're doing. I want to make sure you're doing good, okay? That's important. Thank you. All right. Now, not complex, but we had a lot of people going, huh? Which is, always tells me something <laughs> got away from somebody. What Aramaic name did Jesus give to Peter? I'm... Can't remember exactly how to pronounce it. It's like Cephas or that's it. That's it. That's it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Cephas. That's correct. It's Cephas. That's what you said. Your name is Cephas. That's an Aramaic name, and uh, which means right. And on this rock, I will build my church. And that rock was the confederate. A lot of people say, well, the, the rock was, was Peter. No, it wasn't. Jesus is the cornerstone. That doesn't quite work that way. But the bottom line is Cephas. That is the exact answer. And you said it perfectly. You did a great job. Awesome. All right. <laughs> well, y'all have a great day. All right. Thanks. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Here we go. So I want to go to this point, and we'll go a little long on this because this is really good. I mean, this is just one of those really good, 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 good points. So this is Moses. Moses is what? Equipped from the Egyptian point of view, he's become mighty in both speech and action. Very cool. He's mighty in speech and action, right? He's how old? One day when he was 40 years old. Okay, so how old is he? 40. Held 40. Okay, 40. Moses died, by the way, when he was 120, okay? All right. So we're dealing with 80 years between that, right? Okay. And it was 40 years that he led the children of Israel through the desert, right? Okay, so now you're getting the math and how it all works together. It's just math. One day, when he was 40 years old, he decided to visit his relatives, the people of Israel. It's important to understand Moses knew his origins. He knew, he knew where he was from. He knew what was going on. He knew who his mom was. He knew it was he knew, apparently, I don't know how he found out. No, it wasn't in the, in the movie The Ten Commandments, the way they showed it in The Ten Commandments, although it's cute. We don't know any of that for the, the, that it broke down that way. What we do know is that Moses knew wh who his relatives were, right? Wasn't unaware. I'm sure his brothers, probably in the in the Egyptian palace, reminded him on a regular basis. During his visit, he saw an Egyptian mistreating a man of Israel, so Moses came to his defense. Good thing he's defending him, right? But he avenged him and killed the Egyptian. 
Moses assumed his brothers would realize that God had sent him to rescue them, but they didn't. Here's the first thing I want you to get. Moses is powerful in speech and action. He knows he's got a great destiny, and he jumps into ministry. And the fruits of his ministry is one dead Egyptian. Way to go. And so the problem is jumping early is very dangerous, especially if God doesn't tell you to do it. And what does it say that Moses did? He assumed, we'll just leave that to the odd couple show, he assumed that his brothers would realize that God had sent him to rescue them. But they didn't. And in fact, God didn't quite send him yet, right? So even though it's a forerunner to Jesus, it's more in a humorous context because he jumped early. And then he's going to end up going on the backside of a desert for 40 years, and then God sends him. So it is two times that he he goes into that position. And it is amazing because it's, it's a, a, a phenomenal narrative. It's just so powerful. But what Moses did was he thought he was all that and a bag of chips. And so he told the people what he was going to do. You know who wasn't with him in this process? God. And it's God's ministry. <laughs> you see, this is, this is the problem. This is a problem. I've had this problem I, I, multiple times in my own personal walk where I'm just thinking— well, it's got to be this. How can it be anything else without God telling me? I even planted a church under that assumption. It's like, you got to be careful. You go when God tells you to go. You do what God tells you to do. You make sure it's not you, and you make sure you're not assuming, and you make sure this is a partnership with God that he is leading. It's not that you're trying to do damage, and in this church that we had, we didn't try to do any damage. It just was a great idea that was our idea, not God's idea. That happens. It happens to everybody. I've, I've never met a single person on the planet that every single time they did something, it was just absolutely perfect God. It just, it just hasn't happened. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere, but not in my lifetime. The bottom line to saying that is that sometimes you've got to be just patient enough to stride along and walk with God. Don't assume. And by assuming, I'm not saying don't assume in your faith. Just don't assume to be doing it for God if God didn't tell you to do it. That's what I'm saying. And Moses, because he jumped early, he was well qualified, by the way, just in case you're wondering. I mean, he was a leader, well qualified. But he didn't have a commission. He had a personal mission, but not a divine commission. And it ended up as a disaster. And God wasn't done with him. There's a lot more to go. We know that. But that's how he started. I bet you that experience was with him for a lifetime. I don't think there's a lot of question about that. Especially when he started to argue with God, going, I can't do this. I can't do this. That really showed you he was ready to be used by God. When we are weak, he is strong in us, right? All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You are listening to the David Smoot Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Let me uh, say something really important. I want to give a big uh, crying send-off to my good friend for seven and a half years, Lefty. Lefty has uh, today... I know, I'm so sad. Lefty has actually left uh, the place of honor that's been with me for the last seven and a half years doing radio. Lefty was my one-eared headset my uh, headset that I would listen to. Yesterday, towards the end of the show, the circuitry in the very complex $19.95 multiple years ago headset decided it could no longer endure, and we had to put it to rest today. So now I have a much more expensive but really on sale from Amazon, so got it for a smoking deal headset. But it has two ears, so one of the ears is behind my head. <laughs> and uh, I haven't given this one a name yet. <laughs> it's got like one ear, but it's a, I don't know. Yeah. But then we're going to say goodbye to Lefty. Bye, Lefty. Bye. All right. There you go. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I really didn't hit that mark very well. Anyhow, just telling people, <laughs> might as well just tell them the truth. Uh, we've got our next trivia question, and then we're going to do our DNA. And then this last piece I'm going to teach you on this before we you know, exit the show is really kind of fascinating. So uh, here's your trivia question, and you gotta think. You gotta think for a second. Which Old Testament? Yeah, a lot of Old Testament stuff. Which Old Testament character named his firstborn Manasseh to help him forget his family and his troubles? Okay, let's just say he had siblings that really didn't like him. Which Old Testament character named his firstborn Manasseh? Some people say Manasseh. Okay. 
to help him forget his family and his troubles. Who would that be? If you think you know the answer, you can call in at 972-445-0770. You can also text in at 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email to david at he must increase.org. So we do have somebody calling him. We'll give them a chance. Uh, but before we bring them on the air, we got to do our DNA. So can they can they wait like a sec? Okay. Uh, DNA, and the reason we have to do it is because Captain Chris pointed out very importantly that it is a daily thing. It's like, oops, yep. So D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Daily, Dave. Daily. Okay, so daily. Every day. And here's the thing. One centimeter. One millimeter. Doesn't matter. Just draw in. Okay? Keep drawing in. He'll, he will never push you out. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever be ashamed. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which just puts us in a better Heart, better mindset, better place to be thinking about others. When you're done listening to the show and you got to do whatever you got to do, uh, dinner, dot, 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 whatever, you're hearing from a podcast, whatever, be aware that other people are there and they need help too. And your Heavenly Father will direct you if you make yourself available. Okay? All right, person's ready to answer a trivia question? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Gary. Uh, great to hear your voice. I, I did get kind of the mixed mixed bag from the doctor, I thought. But like I said, I, I've been feeling a little better, and I've been working out a little better. I'm going to go with that because I'm, I'm feeling better. So he's just like, well, watch that knee. It's like, okay, you didn't do the surgery, you know? <laughs> well, thank God. Yeah, amen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, brother. That's exactly what I was thinking. All right. So, uh, which Old Testament character named his firstborn Manasseh and to help him forget his family and his troubles? I believe it was Joseph. That is correct, sir. Joseph. Excellent job. The guy that did no nothing bad to anybody, no wrong. Maybe a little bit of bragging here or there, but boy, did he take it on the chin. But he did it under the plan of God. Well, that's good. I hope you continue to feel better. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, sir. I do. I really need that, so I appreciate it. All right. right. Goodbye. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Let me do this last section, because is Matthew chapter 5, verse 9 talks about being peacemakers, right? I mean, that's what Jesus said. Blessed are the peacemakers. Okay? If you're a Monty Python fan, I just can't, I can't tell you what that other— do you, you remember the Monty Python line? Blessed are the cheesemakers instead of the people. Okay. Anyway, uh, blessed are the peacemakers, Matthew 5, 9. All right, so listen to this. This is Acts 7. This is the rest of this portion. So Acts 7, uh, The this is the right after Moses assumed his brothers would realize that God had sent him to rescue them, but they didn't. The next day he visited them again and saw two of the men of Israel fighting. So the first time he sees them, there's uh, an Egyptian being abusive to an Israelite. Now there's two people from Israel. They're fighting. The scripture says, he tried to be a peacemaker. Men, he said, you are brothers. Why are you hurting each other? But the man in the wrong pushed Moses aside and told him to mind his own business. Who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you going to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? 
So like, he got called out on the carpet for what he did. Amazingly, to some degree, you think that Moses, for, for whatever reason, perhaps thought he could get away with it within uh, earshot of a day, because it says the next day he was called on the carpet for it. So you, you don't get away with anything, okay? Look at listen, stop. You're not getting away with it. And I'm not even talking about, you know, evil enterprises, which this was, because it was it was murder in its own way. Uh, it was it was destruction of a life. I'm talking about your own sins. You're not getting away with it. God knows. I do it in secret. Yeah, he doesn't see that? Okay, good. So uh, the idea behind that is that he tried to be a peacemaker. We are called to be peacemakers, but there is a right time, just like we're talking about Moses, assuming the, the that he was doing it at the right time, he was wrong. And you've got to be careful being a peacemaker, and being a peacemaker is a big part of thinking about when to insert yourself into a situation because that's what a peacemaker does. I would highly advise you to, to to consider what we talked about. There's a difference between our mission and God's commission. And when God commissions you to be a peacemaker, of course you're a peacemaker and you're blessed in that and you, you bring that. But you don't overly step your boundaries because I know you, you, it's hard to think of ourselves as not being the 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 peacemaker of the planet but there are times where we step in and it might not be right. And you got to be aware of that. It's not wrong to bring peace amongst people, but know the timing, know the place, know when to do it and where to do it. Be mindful of the leading of the Lord. The Bible says in Romans eight fourteen, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We need to have that uh, connection and fellowship with the Holy Spirit to know this is the right, this is the time right here. Okay. In Moses' case, he just did all of it on assumption. And it's like, that didn't turn out very good. Now, I do find it fascinating that the person who was in the wrong told him to mind his own business. That should tell you something. <laughs> That's a key. When people are like, mind your own business. You should know right then and there, that person's probably the wrong one. <laughs> you should know that. But what I'm trying to say is be aware that you are called to be a peacemaker, but don't just jump in on every situation because you think, you, well, I've got the answer. I assume I know best or I know how to just be uh, wise in that. And I would tell you one of the hardest places to be careful in being a peacemaker is in family. It's just a very, very, it's dicey in its own way. And you gotta, you have to be aware of how to do it. Don't do it blatantly. Do it with wisdom. Everything you do, do it with the Lord in a partnership. Okay? If you do it in partnership with God, you're great. It's fantastic. Now, next week, because we didn't get to this, <laughs> the major section of what I was going to teach, we're going to talk about, um, Moses being a foreigner in a in the land and having two sons, and then forty years later, you know, is when the Lord appears to him, and we're going to get into that aspect. But I want you to be aware that Moses two times was in the position or thought he was in the position the first time of being a deliverer. The second time, the se the sending of Moses, that's when they found true deliverance. And so let me make that quick connection there. Jesus came to redeem us, and that redemption is effective now, but the fullness of that redemption will be when the Father sends him the second time. I don't want 
any of us to to think about our Christianity as a this life only process. The Apostle Paul said, if we uh, don't resurrect, if there's not a resurrection, we're of all people most miserable. There is a resurrection, there is an eternity, there is an eternal life, and for you and I to lose sight of that at any point is to cheapen our Christianity. Let's not cheapen our faith. We are in this so that we can spend eternity with God. Don't just don't lie about it. We're in this so we can spend eternity with God and have it be an awesome eternity. Not only is there nothing wrong with that, that's the message of his promise, and that's the hope he's given us. We stand in that, and we rejoice in that, okay? Stand in eternity. You're in it. You just haven't entered it fully yet, okay? In that way. All right, take a break and then uh, have fun for tomorrow. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. We'll be back in, what, 22 and a half hours? Yeah, uh, more Insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. Who knows when a broken heart will Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.